Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful Soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl. I am back this week with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, encouragement, energy, and love. Yep, you guessed it. That's what I'm about to give you a dose of. I am back coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Once again, thank you to all of my listeners in the U.S., Japan, South Korea, Singapore, Ireland, Germany. And now we have some new beauties. I have some new listeners in Lithuania. And I am sending all of you Big hearts all across the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to Beautiful Soul Sunday. Listen, keep it locked. Keep subscribing because I am here just to release some good news that you can use. And that is the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you beauties have had an amazing, blessed and a prosperous week. I can say that I did have a better week last week, and I know I shared with you how I had received a phone call from a customer who was a little bit rude, and I just want to let you know that he actually called me back and apologized. So listen, guys, let that be a testimony to you not to react or respond to the enemy, because you know what? When you do that, The enemy does not know what to do with that. So I just wanted to share that with you. Listen, I hope that you have had an amazing week, family, and I am continuing my discussion on seasons change, people change. So to recap, in case you missed tuning in to last week's episode, I talked about how God was going to make a distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous, and how he would begin to sever some things, as well as some people during this end time harvest. And I referenced the parable Jesus taught in St. Matthew chapter 13, where he gives us a lesson, a parable regarding the enemy coming in, sowing tares among the wheat while men slept. But then Jesus goes on to let us know that not only would he separate the wheat from the tare, but he is also going to separate the seeds between the wheat plant and the tare plant. And there is going to be a separation between the wheat and the tare. And this week, since I ran out of time last week, I want to discuss in further detail and talk about the difference between the wheat and the tear and how you can spot a tear among the wheat, which is difficult to do because they look identical. However, a professional planter and a farmer 
who has truly been called to till the soil. Catch what I'm saying. If you missed it, I'll say it again. Someone who has truly been called to till the soil is able to tell the difference between a wheat and a tear. Because true leaders and pastors who have been called by God to till the soil should be able to identify and recognize when they have a tear masked as wheat. And if you are not a leader or a pastor, I'm going to tell you how you can also identify and distinguish between laity and leadership. One way you can identify a tear for certain is when you see a person who purposely tears things up, especially in ministry. Now, some of the things we see is just common sense, and we don't even need the Holy Spirit really to tell us or show us or reveal things to us. If we just use our common sense or what my husband likes to refer to it as is our spidey senses from the fiction character. You know, who I'm talking about the superhero Spider-Man. Well, yeah. OK, so sometimes we should just use our spidey senses. That's your subconscious, the gut feeling that you get whenever something is off or if it's just not right. That's your natural discernment checker given to you by God. And that's something my husband and I have always taught our children to pay attention to or to listen to whenever you get that gut feeling about something, because really that's the Holy Spirit nudging you like watch that person or stay away from that person or that place or that thing. If there's a noun that leaves you bound, leave that noun where it was found. Okay, I'm going to say that again. If there's a noun that leaves you bound, leave that noun where it was found. That is my own personal quote of the day just for you. I hope you get that because if you find something or someone who keeps you bound or upset all the time, just leave that person or that thing right where you found them. Now, that's my globalism for the day. But that's how you can tell whether or not someone is good for you or whether or not they are going to be an asset or a liability in your life. Do they add life or do they deplete you and take more than they actually add? I said all of that to say, use your common sense and see things and people for who they are and for what they are. Take the blinders off, especially when it comes to seeing certain things within the body of Christ and especially when it comes to sin and open rebellion. I'm going to let that marinate and we will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And 
You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show. Before we went to the break, I talked about using your spidey senses, so to speak, our common sense when it comes to seeing the true identity of people who really don't mean us any good in our lives. Rather, you are someone who attends church on a regular basis or not. Now, if you are someone who is new to the whole church scene and all of this sounds a little foreign to you and you don't get it, just stay with me for a moment because I'm going to tell you exactly how you can tell the difference between a wheat and a tear once it reaches maturity, which is the difference between a baby Christian and a mature Christian. And again, this is a parable about plants, okay? But these plants represent people, the believer and the unbeliever, the righteous and the unrighteous. So even if you don't have strong discernment or your discernment is off and you don't know the difference because you can tend to believe and think that everybody in church is saved, perfect, living a holy and righteous life. But you have to understand that among the wheat, there are some tares and you may not know the difference between the two. Because again, they look identical. They look just alike. And this is the reason why so many people who become part of ministries are fooled by what they see, especially those who are on the outside looking in. And sometimes you can even be deceived by someone who has served in the field of ministry for many years. But this is how you can recognize True wheat plants. I'm so excited to share this with you because when you see true wheat plants, which are fully grown, meaning someone who is spiritually mature, when that wheat plant is fully grown, it will bend over or the plant, listen to this, will actually bow no matter how tall it gets, and no matter how large the seeds are, a true wheat plant will bow. It doesn't matter how spiritually mature or how large that person becomes in ministry and how much they are elevated by a man or how many conferences he or she is called to speak at. They should never be exalted to the point that they are not willing, watch this, to humble themselves to God and to the spirit of truth by bowing down. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who they are, who they know, who they rub elbows with, or how much that person has been elevated by man. As long as you continue to see someone who is not willing to humble themselves and bow before God, especially if they are in error and should happen to fall, true wheat will still have the heart, the integrity, maturity, 
and the humility to humble themselves, bow down, repent, and say, I'm sorry. And you know, I've often said this, uh, just kind of used this as an analogy, because if you go to the grocery store and someone should happen to, you know, for instance, bump into your cart while you, you are doing your shopping, well, even a stranger will typically say, oh, I'm sorry, or excuse me. Even a stranger will do that. Yet there are those who will still not even say, I'm sorry, when they are wrong. And that's how you can recognize when an individual is a tear among the wheat. You will not see a wheat plant facing the opposite direction during a storm or a crisis, but it will confront the issue and face it head on. It doesn't matter which way the wind blows, you will find a fully grown wheat plant bent in the direction that the wind blew. Wheat or a true believer will face consequences and bend itself in the same direction the wind is blowing to symbolize that although the storm is raging, God, I am going to humble myself in your presence. I may have messed up, misused, and even abused your people, but I take full and complete responsibility for my actions. You will not see true wheat or true believers run from trouble because they are willing to face the wind, bow down and humble themselves before God and in his presence. That's the wheat plant. And when a true wheat plant has been planted and the root from the true vine, regardless of what comes your way, nothing can pluck you up or pull you up from the place in which you have been planted because a true wheat plant is steadfast and unmovable. However, when you see someone who is exalted, standing erect in their era, maintaining their position as a leader, continuing to minister without humbling himself or herself or repenting or saying, I'm sorry, a person who will not die to self, which is their own flesh, but will lie and cheat and steal and maybe even do some things that is the unthinkable, you know, God forbid, sleep with laity, whatever the case may be. And they continue in their sin without showing remorse or asking for forgiveness. If you should happen to see someone like that, who remains prideful and they show no signs of repentance to turn from their sin and truly be sorry for their wrongdoing. That is how you can spot a tear. And keep this in mind, a sure sign of a tear, T-A-R-E, is when you see someone who will tear, T-E-A-R, up a home, a church, a ministry, a congregation, and they continue to tear up instead of build up. If you should ever see someone with a prideful spirit who will stand, 
haughty, walking around as if they are untouchable or you are beneath them and they begin to take credit for something only God can do or you see them continuing in their rebellion or in their sin, not willing to bow or humble themselves, that is exactly how you can spot a tear among the wheat. And a tear will wreak havoc and destroy a ministry or cause division among believers or within the body of Christ. And the more we ingest their seeds when they are being sown, the more it leaves a greater opportunity for those seeds to not only be deposited, but to grow among us as believers. And if you listened to last week's episode, I talked about the threshing floor, which was a place spoken of in biblical times where the seeds from a wheat and a tear would be separated. And I want to share this with you. Did you know that you can also eat the seeds from both the wheat plant and the tear plant? However, if you should ever eat the seeds from a tear, and I want you to really hear what I'm saying because I'm speaking in the natural, but hear me in the spirit. If you should ever eat the seeds from a tear, it will make you nauseous and physically sick. For instance, have you ever eaten something in the natural and later on, you're like, something just did not agree with my stomach? Well, the same thing happens in the spirit realm. So pay attention to that if you ever hear a word which is being deposited into your spirit, but it does not bear witness and you feel like something is just not agreeing with my spirit. I would be cautious to examine that seed, whether or not it came from a wheat or a tear. This is the same thing. Seeds from the plant of a tear cause severe nausea. It produces vomit, severe headaches, and a host of other illnesses. And some of us, myself included, will sit under ministries, for instance, which feed us seeds, which were sown by a tear. And we wonder why we are physically sick. This is symbolic of what's happening spiritually. In Isaiah chapter one, I'm going to read verses one through five. And this is the English standard version of the Bible, because I want some scripture to back up what I'm saying to you in this passage of scripture in Isaiah chapter one, verses one through five. It is when the wickedness of Judah, the Israelites from the tribe of Judah is being addressed. And I'm going to start with verse two. Verse two says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children, I have reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his owner and the donkey his master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. 
And I'm going to pause right here because the Bible also tells us that in all of our getting, get an understanding. But verse four says, ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, offspring of evildoers. That's the seed right there. Children who deal corruptly. They have forsaken the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They are utterly estranged. In other words, you're like strangers to me and you're supposed to be my children. Why will you still be struck down? Verse five says, why will you continue to rebel? And here it is. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. That's still out of verse five. Verse six says, from the sole of the foot, even to the head, headship standing for leadership, there is no soundness in it, but bruises and putrefying sores and raw wounds or carnage, which is people dying in the streets. Verse seven says, your country lies desolate. Your cities are burned with fire in your very presence. This is going on right in front of you. Foreigners devour your land. It is desolate as overthrown by foreigners. Verse eight says, and the daughter of Zion is left like a booth or like a cottage in a vineyard like a besieged city. Verse nine says, if the Lord of hosts had not left us a few survivors, and if you remember last week, I talked about the remnant, we should have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom, verse 10 says, Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. In Isaiah chapter 5, this is actually a song about a vineyard. In verse 1, and this is out of the Messenger Bible, it starts out by saying, I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, Judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? In other words, why only bad seeds? Now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge. And it will be destroyed. So in other words, it's like I'm taking away my protection. And we don't want that to happen. But the scripture goes on to say in this translation, I will break down its wall and it will be trampled and 
I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. God is really going through over his vineyard. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel. In other words, it's God's people and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Does that not sound familiar in regards to some of the things that we see going on in our nation right now? There's woes and judgments. And the Bible says in verse eight, woe to you who add house to house and join field to field. In other words, you are choosing to unite with a tear till no place is left and you live alone in the land. The Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, surely the great houses will become desolate and the fine mansions left without occupants. A 10 acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine, a homer or a seed will yield only an ephah or just a small amount of grain. Verse 11 says, woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up all night until they are drunk, basically, or inflamed with wine. They have harps and they're having banquets and they're drinking their wine and they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. And one thing that I can say about what we are seeing in our nation and experiencing right now are things which are definitely prompting us to pray, or it should. All of this happened in this passage of scripture that I just read simply because seeds from tares were ingested, ingested through, listen to what I'm saying, organizations, political arenas, the news media, and any other tool that's being used in order to incite fear or to influence or even persuade your thinking to deter you away from what you already know to be true through the written and spoken word of God from true teachers and preachers of the gospel. So make sure that you are careful who you unite with and who you align yourself with, because I read a lot of scripture out of the book of Isaiah with a couple of different translations, and you may not know what it all means. So to sum it up, God is saying when you choose or when a nation chooses to unite with a tear, God is saying, I will take away my hedge of protection in the land. So again, be careful who you allow to feed and deposit seed into your spirit. Eating the seeds of a tear is harmful and can even cause death. But if you should happen to ingest seeds from a wheat plant, it brings health and healing both naturally and spiritually. Listen, I know that 2020 has really been a trying year, even a tragic year for some, but family, 
I don't want you to be discouraged at all. God is still in control. He is still reigning on the throne. And during this end time harvest, if we expect God to make changes and move on our behalf, we are going to have to become like the wheat plant and change our posture. We are going to have to get low, humble ourselves, bow and kneel before God, seek his face and keep a posture of prayer. That is what will help sharpen our discernment and our spiritual senses and give us the power to defeat the enemy. Prayer is one of the greatest, most powerful tools we are given to freely approach the throne room of God, the creator of the entire universe. He has given us all permission and access to ask him for whatever we need, whatever we desire. St. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, it says, and all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. And that's just one scripture on prayer. But when Jesus prayed, he prayed with power and authority. And not only am I a believer in the power of prayer personally, that God can turn things around. Not only is he capable of turning things around, but I want you to know that I am a witness that he will turn things around on our behalf. So don't be discouraged by what you see. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So keep depositing the seeds from the word of God, because as you do that, it will build your faith. So whatever you ask for, have faith to believe that you will receive it and you shall have it. My pastor, Pastor B.J. Roberts, preached a message last week where he was also talking about seasons. And the title of his message was a psalm of promise in a season of problems. And his text was taken from Psalm 91, the entire passage of scripture, which is also a psalm that my husband likes to refer to as his 911 scripture. Listen, no matter what we are going through, that is our emergency scripture. We don't call 911 in the natural. We call 911 in the spirit because Psalm 91.1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's a scripture full of the promises of God covering you in sickness, disease, destruction, a pandemic, whatever the case may be, none of it is a match for God and his protection and his covering. Our pastor went on to say, I've got 99 problems, but faith isn't one of them. And I just love that because we have the faith to believe that no plague can come near us and no devil in hell can overtake us because when you dwell in the secret place of the most high God, 
He will hide you where the enemy cannot find you. I just love that. And family, that is some good news that you can use. So family, listen, I just want to leave you with a quote because truly we do need to keep a posture of prayer during this season and especially in this end of time harvest. I want to just share this with you because prayer will change things. Prayer does change things. And I have a friend who would always say and recite this phrase years ago, and I want to just leave you with this quote in regards to prayer. Much prayer, much power, no prayer, no power. Listen, that is my time until next week, beauties. Recognize the season that we are in. Keep a posture of prayer. Always do your very best to walk in love. Live your best life for Christ. Let your soul shine. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.